0: In this episode of the Project Mindfulness Podcast, you will learn about Reiki, energy healing, and the divine feminine.
1: Honest and open to all
0: religions, all traditions, all ages, and all levels of experience.
1: Radically accessible, pragmatic, and eye-opening. Simply for everyone.
0: Welcome to the Project Mindfulness Podcast. We'll take you on a journey across the globe and talk with other meditators about their practice, the lessons they have learned, and what they want the world to know. Good day and welcome. This is episode 17, and I'm Kristian Netteson. Thank you for joining us. Today, I talk with Shireen, also known as Law of Positivism, who is a meditation teacher, yoga teacher, and Reiki practitioner. We talk about her practice, her passion, and her journey from business and marketing into spirituality. The podcast was recorded on a special day International Women's Day. And this episode is dedicated to all meditating women worldwide. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you here, Shireen.
1: Thank you so much. I'm super happy to join the podcast.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And um, it's actually a special day today. It's um, happy International Women's Day to you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. I've been super excited today. And felt very inspired, Um, so it's a really important day for me and all the women in the world. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Shireen, for the people, the listeners listening right now, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you and what do you do in life?
1: Yes, so I'm 30 years old and I'm a yoga and meditation teacher here in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love being in nature, uh, and of course, writing, I am the creator of love positivism on Instagram. Yes. It's my, my passion and hobby, you could say. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my main, main things, uh, th- that I spend my time on and, um, I'm trying to just, uh, share to the world what I have learned and, and uh, to try to help uh, other people to grow both spiritually and emotionally in all ways.
0: That's beautiful. Um, so how and when did you stumble on both yoga and Reiki? Did it happen at the same time or was there a certain uh, way that it happened?
1: Yeah, so it's actually a pretty long story. Mm-hmm. It, it I would go back to my childhood when I was super, uh, super sensitive, and uh, I think I was very aware at that time uh, about my surroundings, and and somehow I could always feel what other people were feeling. So I would say I was highly sensitive, uh, highly sensitive person, um, and I, I think I I had that within me uh, throughout my. My childhood and my teenage years and in my teenage years I started being very interested in more mystical books and I was reading a lot of Paulo Coelho's books and the Alchemist and and all these more spiritual books and and, uh, I started getting interested in astrology. I was back then also very uh, interested in writing and reading Um, And I did discover some of my more intuitive gifts when I was 14 at the time as my grandfather passed away, Mm. I could truly sense what was going on. And and I just understood that life was so much more than what our five senses can can, uh, perceive. And my parents were always open and very, I would say, spiritual as well. So... It was, it was easy for me to get into that. Um, I also loved just being creative in any way. So just playing the piano and dancing and writing. Um, and when I started uh, college and, and uh, studied, I actually studied business and marketing, uh, but also psychology and philosophy. And I really got hooked on The Secret when I was like 20, because I loved the, the, like the content and the way of thinking. I, 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 didn't, I hadn't read anything like that before. And, and then I studied humanistic philosophy in LA, and I saw the documentary, What the Bleep Do We Know? Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen it.
0: I think I've seen parts of it, not fully.
1: Yeah, it's, really, it's a really interesting uh, documentary. I haven't seen it in many years, but I got very interested in the quantum physics and the energy healing parts of the movie. So that was really eye-opening and almost like someone just a little bit waking me up uh, from asleep because I just felt like, wow, we are so powerful and we don't know it. Yeah. Um, so I also went on to study astrology also because I had always had an interest in that. Um, and then a new chapter of my life started when I I was living in Sweden, but I um, was uh, offered a job in a bigger corporation in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And that and I had always been more of a high achiever type of person. And that really took my, my, these type of traits to another level, because when I started working there, I was tr- so into my job that I just lost like connection with myself, I would say. I, I disconnected from my body, and I was like all up in my mind. Um, I wasn't really taking care of myself. Um, uh to me self love is very important and i don't i don't i was not practicing that and it was it it just was like a downward spiral because when you start neglecting your uh your needs and and uh what you, what how to nurture yourself then you uh, it it just goes downwards and i just felt like i was constantly in my head and i was like waking up and Planning out my day, uh, going to bed, thinking about what, what I've done, and and constantly thinking about work and things that was not working. So it was actually a lot of negative thinking, um, and I felt like nothing really, uh, nothing really uplifted me. It didn't matter what I was doing. It, it was I was always in that planning mode and and not really present. So it was at some point in that stressful period of my life that I just uh, stumbled upon, like a meditation app uh, with guided meditations. And I was thinking maybe I should do that every day and see if it works, if I could calm down and maybe stop like negative thought patterns. Um, I started also doing a lot of affirmations, listening a lot to Louise Hay. And it really transformed the way I was living because I had never learned how to not be my thoughts. I felt like I was my thoughts and that I was trapped within my thoughts. But when I was starting to become more conscious and aware, I could uh, just pause the thoughts and, and just be in the present. And I did start reading Eckhart books and, and I love to watch spiritual documentaries and and reading about ancient ancient philosophies so I started getting in touch with that part of life which is very important to me so I think that what happened when I was living there was that I got stripped away from my old life and Somehow it was it was really meant to be, and I had to go through that process to truly awaken uh, from a deep sleep, which many of us are in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got very, very into like energy healing. Started using and crystals started uh, started popping up in my life, and it was like one thing after another. And yeah, meditation became like my daily practice uh, both in the morning and in the evenings Uh, I started using like meditation uh, tools even if I was uh, walking from one place to another and I started to integrate it into my life and it was really super transforming and um, as I was doing this I started feeling like I'm connecting more with my body as well so that's when yoga uh, popped up and mm-hmm. I started uh, practicing at a center in Dublin uh, doing Iyengar Yoga. So that was really good. In the beginning, I, I just I, I felt like I wanted the meditation part of it, but after a while, I saw that it was very beneficial to align my body with my breath and, and uh, the meditation as well. So that was also a huge uplift, I would say. And then one day I just, uh, regarding the Reiki, I just uh, woke up one day and um, felt like I want a Reiki healing. I had read about it, but I didn't really know what it was. So I just called the woman and asked uh, if, she, if she was available to do it. And I went there and that healing session, that was my first uh, uh, healing session. Um, I had had my cards read before and things like that, but never went to a healer. and. It was so powerful because she. that was the first time I really felt the benefits of crystals. And she also used angel energy, which I directly connected to. And that was the first time I experienced that. And when I went out from that healing session, I felt like uh, I saw life in a completely different way. It was really like something lifted from my eyes and it was really powerful. And just two weeks after I had a book trip to Japan and I didn't know that Reiki was from Japan, but on the way there I was reading a book about Reiki healing and I understood that uh, you can also become attuned through a master. So I um, found a master, Yuko in in Tokyo and Mm -hmm. I did make an appointment with her and did my first Reiki attunement. That was like uh, five years ago. Um, I've also done the level two uh, when she came to Sweden. So Reiki Reiki also made made me open up uh, energetically and become even more from being very intuitive and very sensitive, opening up even more. So it's like all the senses become so much stronger and you open up. Other senses as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how I got into all the he- both the healing and the meditation, uh, and I I continued with with the learning, and I'm always learning uh, all the time and trying to to read and and to learn more.
0: Yeah, oh, that's interesting. So I'm not very familiar familiar with uh, Reiki, and. You talked about the healing aspect of it, but could you maybe shortly explain what uh, Reiki is and what it um, what you do when you do Reiki? Or-
1: sure. Yes, yeah, so Reiki uh, is a Japanese healing modality that um, originated from Japan, from uh, a monk uh, that then spread out in the world through... His his uh, students and it's it's really you are I think like within most healing modalities you're actually channeling a higher uh, frequency and energy from uh, a universal source. So what you what what the master does when you get attuned is to open up your. Uh, it you can think about it as a tap of running water and that tap is closed and when you get attuned you open up that channel so you let the energy flow and we all have it in us so everyone can do it but reiki mo- most of the time comes to you so it seeks you out and when you're when you're supposed to do it you're going to do it and that's what happened mm-hmm. to me so we use um the the universal energies. We, of course, meditate before doing healing. And in the first level, we learn how to heal with our hands physically on different parts of the body. So we go through like the different positions on the body, both front and back on the person that we are healing. Uh, And we are just channels. So we just open up and intentionally uh, uh, receive energy to give it to the person that is that is needing the energy and the, that energy goes in where it needs to go in, so it, it's not necessary that we know what the ailment is or what needs to be healed, and Reiki heals on all levels, it's not only physical, it's emotional spiritual uh, it's the mind, it's, it's everything, and we do cleanse the aura um, and um, in the second level attunement that I did here in Sweden with my master um, is that you also learn different symbols in order to also give Reiki uh, at, uh, on a distance uh, basis. So you can, you can transcend time and space uh, to send Reiki healing and energy to a person or a being so that's the different levels and then you can proceed to level 3 and then then uh, you can become a master as well so and there's different reiki modalities but the one i practice is usui reiki and it's taught uh, in japan from the 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 founder of reiki down in in these generations and then some people have also mixed reiki healing with other type of healing modalities and that's great too I mean as long as 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 the healer is is aware of of how he or she wants to uh, bring healing to the world it's up to them how to do it so either you can follow a tradition or you can find your own path
0: right and so you felt very much um after the first time it happened aligned to you said that you had a complete um, change, almost in mindset. And is that where, as your name is uh, of the organization, Law of Positivism, is ha- does it have to do with n- negativity and positivity?
1: Well, the thing was that name. I was, I was, I think I was flying from Dublin to Sweden, and it was like at this time I started having a lot of synchronicities and seeing the numbers and and getting ideas like it was just divinely guided and i just back then instagram i don't think it was that i wasn't using instagram so much and and uh, it wasn't that big i think yet not uh, according to what i remember but i just felt like i had learned so much uh, up until then and i learned that when i was in that mind space of having negative thoughts about myself, maybe about my life or uh, my job, I, it didn't make me feel good. And then it triggered a lot of other negative thoughts. So it was like a, also a di- downward spiral. But I, I I was thinking about the law of attraction a lot. And I realized that where my energy and vibration was at, was on the level that I was also attracting more negative things in my life or negative emotions and thoughts. So when I was going to start the page, and which was actually intended, I just wanted to share like affirmations and positive words because I felt if other people are feeling like I'm feeling And I was also fed up with with social media and and the news, uh, also just spreading negative negative communication, negative things that are happening in the world. And it's not that we should be blind to that, but we shouldn't uh, program the mind to see things negatively all the time. Um, And so I felt like I need to share something happy and positive or something that could actually help someone to grow or to learn or to feel better about themselves, to create more self-love. Because for me, it all came down to having more self-love. And that's what that Reiki session helped me realize as well, that I just need to love myself. That's like the first step in everything we do and to accept ourselves and to to embrace what we are, uh, and realize that we are so, so always divinely guided and so perfect just the way we are, and so the, the name came from a mix of the, what I was experiencing and what I wanted to create more of, and, but when you transcend the positive and negative, there's no duality, of course, and, and Mm -hmm. I, I'm really uh, for us, and I have gone through that as well. To really go in deep and facing our shadows, and and what I what I share is maybe not always like could la- be labeled positive, but it's something about not having. It, th- there has been a conditioning, I think in. What we see around us in media and just seeing like uh, news that are not uplifting all the time. It's like we can't go, we have to find a middle way not to just spread uh, fear and and negativity and, and to frighten people and belittle people. We need to uplift people first and help people to heal then we can start healing as a collective and to heal the world. So I always have that as a basis that if I can, that was my first mission in creating this page was that I wanted to at least uplift one person every day. And if I could do that, I'm happy. I was happy that I just got 10 followers. I was just happy that I could uh, write and to express myself and from that came an amazing connection with so many people in the world and i'm so grateful because it's like a big soul family that i feel that i've learned so much from
0: that's amazing yeah it has grown a lot from the 10 people that you mentioned and um that's amazing to have such a a large community of people who are interested in what you are doing and what you are sharing but I imagine also share with you, uh, positivity and, and the things that you need. And from that, it it becomes almost like a, um, a self-sufficient ecosystem of, of good, uh, intentions and, and yeah, that's amazing. Um, I have to say that for our community, we are, I'm also experiencing more and more how to approach things in a way that is, um. As you said, it's not always necessarily positive, but it is beneficial. It is helpful for the person that you are talking with. And I think so much of the conversations that we have throughout the day, the things that we see, they're not made necessarily to be beneficial for us. They're made to make profit. They're made to um, self-serve the person who is saying it or doing it. And by shifting that and making it beneficial for First, as you said, yourself and then for people around you, there's a, a almost a counter culture happening. <laughs> I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's it's like when you watch if you if you're programmed and you you are watching something over and over, and it's each time you're watching it it's causing a small little trauma within you. What v- vibration are you creating within you and around you? It's not good. And I think, for also uh, identifying myself as an empath and highly sensitive person, when when I was watching this, you can imagine the feelings that can be felt when you feel so deeply as most highly sensitive people do, uh, and what how that emits into the world. And I think we we have to be smart. I think the consciousness is definitely. Uh, growing uh, and that we are aware that not everything that we see and hear is real and that there is a bias in the uh, communication and that we have to learn how to how to uh, filter out that, that which is either untruthful or not serving us or both. So I think that's one of the things that I'm trying to do and I'm just trying to, I feel like I, ex- I got to experience what I experienced in life in order to, first of all, help myself to uh, heal and get out, of, get out of that space. And then when I started to feel like I've learned so much, it was just a natural step to start sharing it because I felt like I learned this to share. I didn't learn this for myself and to use it for myself. I learned these things in order to share. And when I'm writing, I'm I'm just channeling. I, I feel like, of course, I, I believe in that we have uh like so much deep knowledge within us that we have from past lives and that we we have it in our soul. We have a knowing and a knowledge and we can just unlock it. Um but I also feel like I've I've wanted to learn certain things in order to see how to expand my own awareness and consciousness and then if i can do it then i can also share it with other people and those that are receptive will take it maybe maybe one post resonates with one person and another post resonates with the other but also with astrology for example we learn how to just go with the energy and astrology is a great way to um learn about yourself and your nature and, and this is you can you can go in deep or you can know it in a in a more uh, high level way but also to understand that we are not individuals that are not affected by each other not affected by nature and not affected by planets we are all interconnected and these planets are huge. The moon is like so grand and we don't understand it. And we need to understand that there is a constant dialogue and communication between our body and the celestial bodies and my body and, and other people's energetic fields. So it's a, it's a way of seeing life and... and, and uh, the universe in a more connected way
0: yeah, and that interconnectedness is very beautiful. You see these same things in for instance um, Buddhism or Hinduism, how we are all connected but i've I, I'm not very familiar with uh, astrology. I know that it is actually a very ancient art, so to say, or an ancient uh, way of. Um, looking at the stars and interpreting what they mean for us. um, Could you, for the listeners who are not familiar with modern day astrology, maybe uh, shortly explain what it is?
1: Sure. Yeah, so astrology is the knowledge of how the planet's positions and movements actually, uh, first of all, affects us at the time of birth. Um, astrology I mean astrology has been practiced by so many cultures and so long back so we there's different types of astrology as well but it is all in the basis of we are always interconnected with envi- in the environment and also with the constellations and the planets so uh, each uh, we, we look at if I look at a birth chart uh if I know the time and place of birth, mm-hmm. you can see how the planets were exactly at that point of time and at that place and in relation to you. So it's very unique. And uh, it's, it's very rare to have the exact same birth chart. Uh, so it, it's, it's really individual. And we look at the different planets, which are kind of like different personalities, also the different conversations that they are making, Uh, the sun, moon, and ascendant represent different parts of you and your life. And I think uh, knowing that, when I started understanding my chart, I thought it was very interesting, like me in this incarnation, what what my nature could be, how I could evolve, and what my soul is is uh, like what my Dharma is and also what my karma is and it 's really fascinating how it it really aligns and then I also believe in that we have our own choices of course, and we can um, i don 't think that we can we should and can predict everything with astrology because there's so many paths to the same way or uh, you can take so many paths to reach one goal so i think that's what's interesting with life that it can always be it can go so many different ways but c- certain things are just there and we can uh, have a knowledge about it we can we can retrieve this in meditation in past life regressions we can see what we've carried into this life and in astrology we can just uh, understand a part of ourselves. And I, I, I really feel that that knowledge is is really beneficial. Uh, that's why I share a lot of astrology also on love, positivism, To um, especially with the full moons and new moons. Uh, I feel like we're so deeply connected to the planets and the moon and we can benefit from knowing what's going on. I think that type of news is more important than just diving into negative programming. We can know what is going on on the higher level and then what can I do to make myself better and to do something for the world each day. So that's how I see it.
0: Right. So it's more about the intent to help others um, through this knowledge and through these practices. I think that's very beautiful and um, I wonder because sometimes for me this comes up when I practice and continue to do meditation and mindfulness is that there there can seem, as you said also with the news and with media, there can seem to to come a separation between you and the world and how do you find balance in this separation of this is something I will protect myself from hearing or seeing, and I have to open up to this to learn or to connect. How do you find uh, the balance in that?
1: I think that um, everything comes down to being super aware, and it is about being aware of oneself, and then being aware of, of other people, and being aware of the world. And I think that, I think that different people can handle different information differently. So I think that, yeah. um, certain, I think we have to, as I said, to know where is the source coming from? Because there are great things happening in the world too. So we have so much progress on so many different levels and we need to have a balance of course, uh, to not, uh, Shut off completely and, and but not to indulge in it and it 's about a balance to to that you put on your life and yourself where what is the level that I can handle without it consuming me or becoming uh, too hard to handle and I think we have different we are souls on so many different um, missions here so some some uh, we can't all be doing the same thing that would that would make the world really strange I think I think some some are here to fight for uh, certain causes and then some people are here to uh, work energetically in different ways and some people are still here and not being awakened to themselves at all and that's that's an individual process and we have to accept that we have souls and beings on all different levels and you could also be someone that does all of it. And mm. you you just, there's no person that can have exactly the same type of prax- practice that you do. That's why for me, it's also important when I'm sharing is because I do get a lot of questions about my path and how I've got where I am and what I've been reading and what am I practicing. But, it's so individual, it's, you have to trust that if you're open to it, it will come to you. So there shouldn't be any resistance within you to, um, or feel like you are not on your path as you, should, as you are right now. You should just be open and say to the universe that I'm open to receive more knowledge and more awareness now so just guide me on this path and have faith in that. Um, so each person, each being has their own way of, of uh, you just have to be conscious and aware. So it's about being conscious about uh, what you need. It's about being conscious of how you eat, how you sleep. Uh, it's about taking care of your physical body your emotional body, being aware of your emotions, but also not staying only on that physical uh, level.
0: Yeah.
1: If you are ready and open, you will get to different levels of your consciousness so you can decide what type of information and, and knowledge that you need on your path. Some, some need to be super aware and conscious of... of uh, things that are happening in the world because in their soul mission, they need to fight for these things and they can also handle it. So I think that's really important to not just think that, okay, this person is doing it this way. So I will also follow that because I think we have, we have, we have passed that paradigm. We, we are, we are becoming individually awakened and we need to uh, trust in our own divine path
0: that's a beautiful message um so you say that instead of looking at someone and saying this is the model how we all should uh live or should do you say look at where you are um where you are right now in your life and see what works for you and connect with that that's beautiful yeah and so um in light of international women's day Um, the feminine and spirituality what do they mean for you personally
1: so that's a super important question for me because I've I went I think a lot of years I was not aware first of all I I wasn't aware of of the divine feminine and masculine and and the duality of that and and uh, I wasn't aware how conditioned and programmed we are to suppress the the female or the womankind in the world, um, and I realized as I was in my in my own processes of healing that I was also carrying a lot of wounds from many generations, many lifetimes of. Of the uh, suppression that that females have been experiencing in the world, and we have suppression in for both males and females, of course. But there has been um, a systematic suppression of women, and to carry that and to to start becoming in touch with that, it, it was really tough and painful. But one of my strongest and most uh, important missions is actually I I am here to to uh, probably to give healing to the world, of course. And but one thing that I'm really passionate about is the healing of the divine feminine within us, and thereby also the female females or womb bearers because I mean you it's not that all females quote-unquote want to be called women so just not to label anything but I think that womb bearers have been truly suppressed and in a way that it it goes deep within us it's about not having knowledge about our bodies not having the knowledge about our own cycles. That is so crazy how we have been so blinded that we, we don't even know about anything about our cycles and how we are connected to the moon and how we can benefit from knowing how we are cyclical beings. Um, and I had a deep experience uh, when I was doing my yoga teacher training and I was in a, a, in a drum circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a shamanistic uh, ritual where I went uh, and saw my spirit animal. But then when I went up, I was supposed to see a spirit guide. And I was guided and I saw that I was on a high top of a mountain. And this eagle picked me up and brought me to... A plateau on a very tall mountain and I saw a being um, that I didn't recognize. Uh, it was a woman with uh, eagle wings and I asked her many times what her name was uh, and in the end she told me her name was Ishtar and I didn't know anything about this type of mythology before but I I, it was a really deep experience and uh, the messages that she brought forth was really important in my life. And when I got back and after the the journey, I looked this name up and I could see that this was a very strong um, essence of, of the goddess Ishtar that was a Sumerian goddess. And that was my first encounter with... Uh, with that type of deity or that type of energy. And I just awakened uh, on all levels in my own uh, femininity and my awareness of that we have as humankind forgotten the goddess consciousness and that we have looked so much towards the patriarchy, patriarchy and the the divine masculine that we have forgotten what the divine feminine is. So for me, this day is super important, of course, but this is what, what, what I try to practice and talk about each day. And it starts with talking to women about their bodies, their cycles and how to connect with them and start, stop feeding yourself pills that suppress your natural biological rhythm and to not hate your cycles and not to to look down on your body to see that when when you're in the cycle that it's a sacred process and that if you have i really think that the the period and the pain that we have is is the pain of the world that we ch- can channel down and ground down into the earth otherwise the Earth would be so dense with negative and and smoggy uh, dense energy. So uh, it's about I, it's about waking up, especially this part of the world. Waking up. I mean, in India, they still they still worship both both the divine masculine and feminine. I think that's beautiful. And if you look at the old uh, nature religions, you you see that there has always been both parts, but then we forgot about it. And if it our consciousness is not awakened to it, then it the energy uh, somehow dies down, and we cannot l- let that happen anymore. We have to start awakened to that, and as we empower young girls and females, and and to to let them be in their power and stop suppressing uh, females in the world, which it's happening everywhere. Um, we can also start taking care of that within us. That's the first step, of course, the divine feminine within us, being in touch with that and also taking care of the earth and, and uh, yeah, Mother Earth. It's, it's the divine feminine as well. And this, the, how the earth is, is feeling right now is how females have been feeling for a long time and males that that have suppressed their divine feminine and cannot be in their true masculine because of that.
0: Yeah. And from, uh, you mentioned earlier Eckhart Tolle, I, in his book, I think, The Power of Now, he also talks about, he has a special section actually um, about female and spirituality and how, um, these cycles, for instance, are, as you said, a, a way to connect actually more with the spiritual path instead of seeing it as a an obstruction to doing your work or a, a annoying pain that brings you down. As you said, it, it he, he talks also about how it's um, it can be seen as a gift. And I think that's very beautiful.
1: It, yeah because when when we are on our periods, we are so highly uh, attuned and it, I mean historically uh, females when they are when they were on their periods it was like a sacred uh, time, and that they, we could channel even more, and it's really true, and if we really get attuned with our body and also the moon, we can see how our how our uh, cycles do connect with the moon cycles, with the full moons and new moons. So it's really a process. We have a process within us each month and it goes uh, very deeply. And for males to understand that and to honor that and for females to accept that and to use it as, as a tool to heal themselves and others, I think it's very important and, it's a beautiful thing.
0: Yes, I agree. I, for me, this as you said, these cycles—they're actually the cycles of birth and death—and these are so central to spiritual practice. Um, it's just—it's happening right there in 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 the body of a female, and it's it's so close. And yeah, I think it's very beautiful. I mean, for me, I, I'm just learning more and more about it, and um i think it's very beautiful to learn about it because mostly we try to hide it away <laughs> i think um yeah that, but well, that's
1: the that has been the problem and and uh, it's 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 how the corporations have have labeled it and how they've packaged it it's it's really uh not going it doesn't benefit females and then we have uh, big corporations uh, creating uh, pills that, that suppress and put the body in early menopause uh, for females not to menstruate. And to me, that's really, really... That's, that's super not feministic and, and very suppressive to the, to the female and, and to the womb bearers. I think that we can teach Young girls to be proud of of their body and and what they are going through each month, and also to teach young boys that this is the nature of the female body and to to accept that and to understand it it will it will create a better world i think it's it's really uh, it should be fairly easy for the school systems to to have this education, but it 's still lacking a lot even in modern modern countries and, and in the Western world, it's it's not being speaked about. And yeah, I think if if we start talking about it uh, and being open about it, it's, it's going to change the view of it as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I remember seeing, I think it was um, like a television series where they tried out different experiments and then there was... One episode where they two guys were wearing these I think it's sort of electroshock thing and what they did was they were simulating the birth of a child and the amount of pain that someone gets and um, it was so funny for me because these two guys they were it was a Dutch TV series these two guys are pretty macho they're pretty cool guys but when it comes to the pain of of birth um, they couldn't take it and I think that shows also so much about the power of 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 the of the womb bearer, as you call it, the power that is within there to be able to deal with pain that is so incredible
1: yeah, and we have this from very young age, and I think it's not so when I was younger, I thought it was like a burden, but if you look at it there can't be. If when you have pain, there must be a counterpart to that. So it, it's always a balance in our body to between the painful and and the tougher feelings. And then you have the opposites of that. It, it's not for nothing that that process is there. And it's really about just having awareness and to to be aware of your cycles and to. Uh, maybe find find out like the the old traditions and rituals that you can do during, when you have your period maybe being free out in the nature and grounding it down into earth and and seeing the blood as very sacred and i mean they used to use the blood for to fertilize the ground and and uh, so it's there for a purpose and we just need to be uh, just to appreciate it. And, and then that's the way of your body telling you something also. If you are in, when you are unbalanced in your life, if you're stressed out, it the womb speaks to you. If you're in deep pain, the womb is speaking to you. And so maybe getting to know like what type of products are good and not to use and, and to also not try to, uh, drug yourself out of it with painkillers, but to be very aware and to use that power that uh, that uh, source power that is within you
0: mm. yeah, very beautiful. Um, thank you so much for sharing that um, to to come back also to your practice of meditation and mindfulness, you talked in the beginning about how you You basically had a very occupying job and you were working in a high energy level, but that also created a lot of thoughts, a lot of negative thoughts. And looking back on that now, the person who you are today and the person who you were at that time, how has the whole spiritual journey impacted your being?
1: It's so deep. I would say it's like a completely new chapter of my life because I was I was living in my mind and in constant thoughts, and that was and being very identified with my thoughts. And when you start meditating, I, I used to love also, and I still love guided meditations also because I felt like the guided meditations. Helped me also use my mind uh, in for visuali- visualizing and and starting to create within myself and within my mind uh, with the visions things that I wanted to manifest in my life. Uh, so the the meditation is a help for us to also being aware of everything that we do in life. So it's the way we think, the way we react, the way we uh, handle certain things like stress or or something that upsets us. There's so many levels that the meditation helps. And for me, like one type of meditation can be me just walking in nature and being silent and trying to just be aware of everything so I think also meditation is so multifaceted that there can be what there can't be one type of meditation that works for everyone. Some people are more visual and 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 can start uh, visualizing and seeing things before them. Some people maybe focus on something. Some some it all comes down to not being up in the head and just thinking words, which is just created by by humans. It's about coming back to the source and understanding the energy that you are behind, behind your eyes and behind your face and behind your body. It's something else deeper and coming back to that. And I think in my meditations, I also practice different invocations and I, I, I can... Uh, meditate and then ask for even more guidance uh, and more clarities and and just being in that prayer prayer mode without it being... um, It's just being in total faith that you are always uh, guided and supported by the universe or the source and that um, you can... You can achieve everything that you can see within yourself if you just stop doubting yourself or fearing things. And all these things that are uh, probably attached to also our ego, uh, ego mind and ego thinking that always wants to bring us down somehow. Uh, But also being aware that that's a part of us. So we we can't uh, we we shouldn't suppress things that that is in our nature but we should start uh, molding the uh, different aspects of us and also be being friends with those aspects to to accept that we have our shadows and to understand that maybe we have wounds that need to heal from uh, lifetimes behind us or our childhood and that we need they they show up for a reason so we need to work on those too
0: yeah yeah it's beautiful and i think (laughs) my last question is usually what would you give as an advice to anyone listening and the last part of what you talked about um it was already a very good advice but in any case i still want to ask you that and give you the opportunity to speak to our listeners um What would you give anyone as an advice who's currently listening
1: i just want everyone to think that they are so divine and that there is no need to to look at things outside of us and to compare ourselves um you can be authentically you And you are—you have the birthright to be yourself and to be happy exactly the way you are, without needing to change anything. And if you are truly on a healing path, you just be uh, very—just know that there is other forces that are always always working around you to to help you. So don't go into that negative thinking and and just be comfortable with being in your human body but at the same time understand that you are so much greater and so much more of a vibration of being than just your body so just trust that tr- start opening up to your own intuition and and you will know where to go and you you really don't need sometimes we need advice and guidance of course but you you have yourself and and if you really do the work and you you go deep down into every layer of yourself you will you will find that that essence that you are and it will be so healing and this is a lifetime of work you can you can practice these things all your life and still not be done but it's it's just enjoying the process of it. Hmm.
0: Yeah, um, resonates very much with me, um, so, so to say, from the path that I walk on, which is Buddhism, it's to say the Buddha is in you, um, and you are the Buddha. Yeah, very beautiful, right? Well, thank you, Shireen, so much for joining me on the podcast and sharing what you have shared
1: um, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was really, really fun to talk to you, and I hope that um, you will, um, yeah, just continue on your path, and also the listeners that they can get something out of the talk as well.
0: If you enjoyed what Shireen talked about, make sure to check out her website mentioned in the description of this episode. Shout out! to our patrons, Jay, Candace, Neil, Kat, and Benjamin. Thank you very much for supporting us. Remember to subscribe to our podcast if you enjoyed this talk. Thank you for listening and have a great day.